Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Glad to have Mr. Dino Watt with me in studio today. Hello, Hello, Dino. How you doing? I'm doing great. (laughs) Great to be here. And I'm thrilled to have you here. We've been working on setting this up for a little while. Right, yeah. We're just two busy guys, you know. It's just it's hard to guess. We gotta fit each other in. We got the list of excuses. (laughs) But I showed up on your show not too long ago. We had a fun chat. Yeah, it was great actually. I even offer I gave that as a bonus. To Ooh. some of my people who they had to confirm at a certain amount of time to mm-hmm. come to my last event. And so I was like, hey, I'll give you some parenting tips. Hey, yeah. There you go. It's good. That's right. We were talking about kids yep. and parenting. Yeah. We're going to go a little different direction today. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because my listeners probably have heard all they want to about that anyway. <laughs> um, Your kids have grown up and got graduated and got out of the house by the time. Since you've been doing this That's so right. long, right? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Actually, there's some truth I to bet that. I know. I, yeah. I'm not surprised. They grow up fast, people, so yep. uh, just hang on to your... Fasten your seatbelts. Tell me about it. We could say. Okay, you know, so I ran into you several years ago, and you were just getting started on this mm-hmm. new idea. Yep. Okay? Yeah. Actually, you and I are involved in very similar, passionate... Um, endeavors. Yep. Shall we say that? Absolutely. Um, you have a business called the Business of Marriage. That's right. In fact, I was just looking at your website, mm-hmm. bizofmarriage.com, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll put up a link on the on the blog site so that people can get to that. Yeah. But you shared with me way back then. You're not coming from the same background I am. Nope. You're not, not a clinical psychologist. Nope. You're not a marriage and family therapist. Nope. My degree is in makeup artistry, actually. In makeup artistry. Yeah, I was a Hollywood makeup artist for about five years. And in, in Are LA, you kidding? In I did not know, know that, that about yeah, you. Yeah, that's my only degree I have. And, really? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I, I say in my moniker, and even says in my bios and stuff, it's Dino Watt, and then I have the capital P, capital H, capital D, so it's not the same as a PhD, uh-huh. because I'm a passionate husband and dad. That's... Oh, that's your PhD. That's my PhD, and I've you know been lived through two divorces in my life, not my own, but my parents. Mm. Once when I was eight, another one when I was about twenty, geez, probably about twenty six years old, twenty seven years old. It's still hard. Yeah, and so I literally have taken that as my PhD, as my understanding, my lessons, my learning, mm-hmm. and helping people that way. So, so I've got this basic philosophy when I'm counseling with couples. Mm-hmm. To do more of what works and less of what doesn't. That's odd, right? Yeah. It's go like, figure. It, it, it's you like need a PhD brain, to right, figure brain that out. surgery there, right? It's like, really? Who, who, rocket scientists can figure that out, right? So yeah. here you are. You can make people look good for a movie. <laughs> yep. And you can recognize what works and what doesn't work in a marriage. So here's what's fascinating is that even in the world of makeup, mm-hmm. I just have always had that brain of... And, and I, I don't know when it started, but of being able to look at things that way of going, okay, that worked, that didn't, don't do that. 
Yeah. And even in makeup, when I was on movie sets and stuff like that, I would do the same thing. I would, not my department, not my thing. And I would just quickly mm-hmm. be able to assess, hey, you guys are doing all this stuff. It's taking more time. And if you know anything about movie sets, it's a lot about hurry up and wait. And you wait right. and wait and wait and wait and wait, wait. And then finally you shoot for like five minutes and then you're done. And you got to wait and wait and wait again. So I would do the same thing there. So in life, I've always done the exact same thing. I was just looked at it and went, mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Why would you do it that way? Do it this way. It's faster. Get it done. So, Dino, would you share with our listeners yeah. kind of the story that brought you around to the business of marriage? Yeah, absolutely. And how you got involved in this particular endeavor with the yeah. strange background that you have. Yeah, well, I, um, after I did makeup for a while and stuff, I realized that was not family conducive. I was gone so much from my home, and I really was passionate about being a dad and being the best dad I could be and being gone mm-hmm. from your house 12 hours a day working six hours, six days a week, just didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I got mm-hmm. into some other entertainment stuff and I started producing things. And I've always had a passion for marriage. Always, 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 always. And we've always had mm-hmm. friends and family come over and not so much fam- family, but more friends and say, how come your guys' marriage is working? What are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I went into real estate and I started real estate investing and I became a coach for a very large company around here with um, a guy named Robert Allen. And I was oh, actually yeah. his coach of the year for 2005. And, um, I, you know, I don't know how you would say it, kismet, whatever it might be. I would just start getting a lot of couples coming to me as my coaching clients. Mm -hmm. So they would get, they would pay a huge amount of money for a package. And then the company would send them to me because I was able to work with couples. But it was in investing in real estate. Yeah. Learning how to invest in real estate. And so I would get these couples who could not work together at all. They're terrible. They did not know how to Mm. run a business together and one would have this idea and one would have that idea and one would want to use this strategy and one would use that strategy. And so finally I just started giving them ideas of how they could work together in their business and how they would be the best serve the business. Well, one by one, literally they would start coming to me saying, you know, Dino, this isn't just working in our business, but our marriage is getting better because of this. Yeah. And I went, yeah, if you just incorporated that and flipped it to marriage, how would that work? And the light bulb went on. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to do something about business, never having a clue how to do it, always thinking I needed a PhD or at least mm-hmm. some sort of, my brother's a social worker, so at least needing that or something. To work with couples. To work with marriages. couples, yeah, and help them. And I learned about this whole world of marriage mentoring and understanding mm-hmm. how you can mentor people by your example and by things that you've learned. And my wife and I had put in so many different strategies and systems in our own marriage that I thought, hmm, what is business but a bunch of strategies that work? And systems that work. Yes. And so why couldn't you take those same systems? And with a new perspective, especially for men, because, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot of men want to go and touch, talk about their feelings or admit they're doing something wrong, go to counseling type thing. And so I went, hey, how could I take that idea and let them sit in a different light and put a business principle behind it? everything from the brand to marketing to uh, financial advice, everything to how they can do it in business is exactly how they can do it in their marriage. And it's just opened up. A it's lot really of worlds. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been in this industry for 17, 18 years now. Right. And when I was two, you started. Okay. So when, yeah, you were just a little kid. In fact, I think I remember seeing your parents. Probably did. They, they went to enough counselors. They probably did. <laughs> no, you know, psychotherapy sounds a little like therapy for psychos. Right. And people don't want to sign up for that right. typically. 
so the coaching mentoring approach mm-hmm. really resonates with people. Right. And in in my practice, I've turned that into a positive psychology approach. Right. No diagnoses, mm-hmm. not billing insurance companies. Exactly. It's all about how do we make this work and let's do more of what works and less of what doesn't. Yep. And I got to tell you, it's helped out with, in my business, because I come up with that, that approach, we're getting a lot of military who will come to our events and to me as mentoring because they don't want to admit to anything, especially if they go anything that is government paid, it goes on their mm-hmm. record. And although it's supposed to be one of those things, well, it doesn't hurt you and rank, you know, getting up in rank and stuff like that. There's a lot of them are stig- there's stigma. They're fear, mm-hmm. fearful about it. Mm-hmm. And so what I've seen is I've been able to be kind of a, a pre door to where they can walk mm-hmm. through and go, oh, okay, I can actually explore things and have new ways of communication with my spouse and get a better um, relationship going on. And it opens the door to counseling or therapy or whatever you want to call it. So it's been really nice. Yeah. Or whatever that next step is. Because there's so many resources available to people. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that you're broken. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I look at my business, Dino, and I I hired a business coach. Mm -hmm. I've had several actually. Yeah. But it's because I'm clueless about this and I want to succeed. Yep. How many people are clueless about marriage, but they want to succeed? Yep. And there's health coaches. There's life coaches. I mean, think of all the coaches that are out there for it. It makes sense. And, you know, there's no stigma behind it. So. Okay. So this is all making sense. So we need to get right down to yep. some principles. Okay. What is it that you're discovering mm-hmm. that really assists people to create a marriage that works? That's uh, successful. What are some of those principles? Let's talk about as many as we can get to today. All right. So there's three thing, basic things that I always talk about in my event that literally if you, this worked on these three things, it would just explode their marriage and take it to a whole new level. Okay. Number one is, uh, simple as it sounds, dating. I believe that we yeah. in our society have gotten away from true date nights, and we use the word date night as an excuse to just get out. Mm-hmm. And so in our events and in I have CDs that I talk about the difference between a date night and a night out. And okay. when you're first dating your wife, you probably like put on your best shirt and you shaved and you, you put on your best sure cologne. You smell good. Right. You got your polo cologne going on. And right. from my generation, the Dracar and the is what you wore, you know, whatever it might be. <laughs> it was like you did your best. You ditched friends. You ditched work and school. You did whatever could to get to that person and make it an event. You You prepare for it. You anticipate it. You called them ahead of time and said, hey, are you available for this? You weren't just making it something to where you're going, oh, uh, did you call and find out what time that movie starts? Or what do you want tonight? McDonald's? Or what's the fastest drive-thru we can go through before the movie starts? Mm -hmm. You know, those to me are nights out. And there's nothing wrong with nights out. So wait a minute, Dino. So you're saying dating on purpose? On purpose, exactly. Making an event. Very good. See, that's why we get along so well. I'm telling you. To me, and it blows my mind how many... And I do this little thing in our events. We just had an event this last weekend. And so we did this Mm -hmm. event where I would say, how many of you would say that you date your spouse at least four times or once a month, you know, you have like half the room's hands go up. All right. Twice Uh a month, three times. And I I go up, right. Four to five is the tops usually because people think in their mind, well, yeah, every Friday we go on a date night, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And then when I say, okay, well, let me tell you the difference. I believe between a date night and a night out. Once again, nothing wrong with a night out. We just need sometimes a time to get away from life. And especially if you're a young mom and you have young kids you know, but it really comes down to I need a time to get away from this, what's going on, whether it be a movie to help me escape or something else. But mm-hmm. whether you're there or not really doesn't matter. It's just a matter of me getting away from my life. 
Then there's a date night. And I think that more people should really look at the difference that they, how they term it date versus date night or night out versus mm-hmm. date night. Mm-hmm. Um, so dating is number one. Number two is definitely what we call uh, evaluations. Just like you would in a business where mm. you get together on a consistent basis and you have an evaluation. How's the business running? How am I doing as a dad or a father? And what can we do to make improvements? And that comes down to two categories. Number one is what we call a marriage mastermind, where it's a once a month or once a week thing where you get together and you literally talk about everything. It's not an argument time. It's not a time to, you know, oh, let me hash this out. It's a business meeting. It's a business meeting. And then the second one is more important that I believe it's a, it's a, at minimum three times a week, a pillow talk. I mean, how simple is that, right? Mm -hmm. Time where you get into your bed together, together at the same time. Mm-hmm. With the lights out and you have simple conversation about, you know, what what uh, successes the kids have had, what successes you've had, what challenges the kids have had, what punishments need to be implemented, what um, and, and I love with your like how much money do the kids owe me? Right. You know, going with your say, example. <laughs> you've been trying some of that. <laughs> right. Oh, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> my, I've got I think a bill awesome. with my daughters of eight dollars right now. So it's great. They can argue all they want. And I love knowing that as long as they know they have to pay me. To yeah. hear it. As long right. as I have to hear it, they got to pay me. Um, and so that pillow talk to me, the reason why I first thought of pillow talk was I think there's an epidemic in our society right now of couples not going to bed together. And I think mm-hmm. it causes a lot of distance between each other. Number one, look at what you're missing out on. The opportunity just to have no kids around, no technology, nothing, just going to bed together, which I highly do not recommend having a television in the bedroom. I think it's a, a marriage killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but number two... If the lights are out, there's no miscommunication through the body language that we use to our face. Mm-hmm. And both my wife and I are body language experts. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I know is through arguments, you know, frustration, that even the smallest twitch in the face or the eye from the opposite party can make them think all these other things. It'll tip the whole thing right. over. So being in the dark now, I know a lot of people are going, well, I can't be horizontal without falling asleep in the dark, right? Well, okay, then you have to adjust it to your needs. But in general, I always suggest going to bed together. And even if you're somebody like me who I get my best work done at night, I'm a night owl. I love mm-hmm. being up at night from probably about 11 to 2. I'm getting the best downloads. Oh, but I'm I, a morning you. guy. Oh, you're a morning person? I'm a morning oh, guy. Not me. I'm sorry. So that's the thing is that, though, I've had to train myself to my wife and I still go to bed together at the same time. However, mm-hmm. I didn't say we go to sleep together at the same time. Mm-hmm. We go to bed together. We have our pillow talk. We have our, for us, we end our evening with prayer. That's when we both know, okay, it's time to be quiet and go to bed and actually go to sleep. That's the marker. That's the marker. Okay. And the moment I know she's asleep, I can get up and I can go do my own thing if I need to go and talk. As long as I'm really working. You know, there's all the dangers of the internet that's out there and chat rooms and all that yeah, stuff. That's sure. ridiculous. But if you're actually working because you're being productive, then I get up and I go do something. Okay. Then the last one is intimacy, sex. That mm-hmm. people don't know how to communicate each other, to each other about sex. Like literally, Boy, that's true. understanding how to ask for sex is a big issue in our society right now. Like, mm-hmm. is she going to reject me? What does she mean when she asks for sex? What type, you know, what type of sex meaning? We have three categories, and I'll give those away if you want now or after the break. Maybe after the break. Okay, because they're very fun. Uh, okay. But it, it's a new language that we teach our people at our events. 
so that they have some way to even talk about it. To literally, we give them the tools to where you can actually have a conversation in front of your kids to know exactly what's expected, which is a huge thing. Expectation is a killer for marriages. Not knowing how, what they're expecting when they're asking for sex and how to mm-hmm. not be uh, disappointed in their expectation. And mm-hmm. so we teach them a language they can use in front of their kids. Nobody has a clue what they're talking about. I have a client who ta- uh, just told me about, about two weeks ago, he and his wife had a full-on conversation about what type of intimacy they were going to have that evening in mm-hmm. front of his parents in the kitchen, and they had no clue. They're like, why are they talking about that? But they had no clue what they were talking about. Because it's all in this it's language. It's all in a language. It's a code. It's a very simple code, but it's a code. Yep. We may just have to get back to that. Oh, we'll get back to it totally. You'll want to <laughs> cool. know. Stick with us. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit the website, drpaul.org, where you will be able to sign up for Empower, a quick, inspiring message that will be sent right to your inbox several times a month. Click on the blog link to share your comments and be part of the discussion. You can also pick up powerful information products and stay in touch with upcoming events all to assist you in creating and living a life that you love. Share Live On Purpose Radio with someone in your life today, and thanks for listening. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. It was a typical Christmas season. Blake Coke was relaxing after a difficult work week. His wife urged him to water the Christmas tree. He grumbled with the typical pains of getting a pitcher of water, crawling under the tree, sticking his finger in the base to see how much water was there, hitting branches while trying to get the pitcher under the tree, knocking off pine needles and ornaments, cussing and losing the Christmas spirit. Letting your tree go dry can have a drastic effect on your holidays as well. Dry Christmas trees account for 200 fires annually, resulting in 6 deaths, 25 injuries, and more than 6 million in property damage. Blake decided to do something about this. Then the idea struck. He invented Quench a Tree, which looks like a present under the tree, but really is an automated watering system. He designed a simple valve that would know when the tree needs more water and keep the water base full all season long. Apparently, Blake was not the only person who was looking for a solution to this problem. Quench a tree is now watering hundreds of thousands of trees across the globe. Congratulations to Blake Koch for honoring his idea and changing the way the world waters their trees. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea Wouldn't you like to know You probably can't bear it So I guess I'll have to share it I thought of it a moment This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life 
Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. To be what we are and to become what we are capable of becoming is the only end of life. Robert Louis Stevenson Okay, Dino. All right. You gave us a huge tickler just <laughs> dun, dun, before dun. the break. <laughs> and, this, and folks, a few disclaimers here. We can talk about sex. We're going to keep it, you know, That's family right. friendly. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but this is one of the top three. Yeah. I've worked with couples for 17, 18 years now. And you know the top three. Isn't it fascinating? Money, Money sex, sex, and, and children. It's like, are you, it, to me, that's the thing is, when I first got married, I remember literally having the conversation with my wife because money was always an issue with my parents. When, when my mm-hmm. mom divorced, obviously she had none. And then when she got remarried, she married somebody who they ended up building up to having a pretty good wealth. Mm-hmm. And they would fight over money all the time. And it just drove me nuts. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is I just remember telling my wife, I truly believe that no matter how much we fight about money, mm-hmm. there will never be more money in my bank account the next day. So what's the point of fighting about it? That's a good point. <laughs> it's like, really, let's do something about it as opposed to fight about it. You know what? I had a couple in my office this week where I just had a picture, and I'm thinking I'll go down to Costco or something and buy a couple of those big muck buckets. Uh-huh. And I just said, picture one on that side of the room and one on this side of the room. We're going to label that one, it works. We're going to label this one, it, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't work. work. And then take whatever idea or strategy or behavior they have mm-hmm. And just have them decide which bucket it goes in. Simple. Fighting about money. Which bucket does it go in? Never works. Like, it doesn't work. Uh, since the dawn of time and they were exchanging rocks, it never worked. It never gave them more, right? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. So then, yeah. and then with sex, the thing is, is I really have found so much that, uh, and, and whether, you, whether you're looking at actual, you know, marital sex or intimacy, just, just the actual being around Yeah, because they're not exactly the same touch. thing. They're not. And they don't get that. And I know a lot of guys don't get that, that, you know, you can just hug and kiss your wife without it having to lead to sex. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of guys who don't get that. And that's where there's a lot of resistance from women. And, um, and then with kids, you know, we have, we look to a lot of sources and you being one of them that we look at and go, okay, how can we better become a better parent? Because mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm a kid in the sense of learning that. I mm-hmm. really, and, and I, one thing that I've tried to be very good about with my kids is letting them know, look, I am so flawed. I'm going to make mistakes as a dad, and I will come and apologize to you when I have done that. Um, just know that I'm going to make those mistakes. And that's actually opened up a lot of dialogue between us and the kids of us mm-hmm. being able to say that. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I've seen with the kids, the kids aspect is the kids becoming 
first in the marriage, like with a husband or a wife, usually with a woman saying, you know, my kids are the most important thing in my life and putting the kids first. And my mom did that. My mom discussed stuff with us about my dad and stepdad that I should never, ever know. Mm-hmm. And it caused a rift between not my mom, uh, myself and my, my dad or my stepdad, but my mom. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to know that stuff about my mom. And I don't want to be the person who's had that responsibility yeah. on my shoulders. That's right. But um, the, we call it the hierarchy. Just like okay. in business, you have a, hier- a hierarchy, right? You have, the, mm-hmm. you, know, you have the CEO and then the CFO and you even have the shareholders and those are part of it. Sure. And we have literally had the conversation with our kids where we have sat them down and said, okay, just want you to know I love you no matter what. I would die for you. And mom comes first in my life. Mom's mm-hmm. always number one. Absolutely. And I have had, I, I'm, I'm shocked at the level of, in our events when I say that, and I've done uh, keynote speeches where I've said that, and the women that have been just appalled that I would ever tell my children that they are not number one in my life. And I would, my response to that is, you know what? If I can raise, I have two, I have two girls and one boy. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, if I can raise my two girls to find a man who loves who treats them her that way. as much as I love their mom, I've done my job on this earth. Right. I've done it. And you don't want to be number one to your daughter forever. I never want to be number one to my daughter it's forever. Okay for You're now. right. For now, of course. And I am. And well, I was teasing my daughter now. the other day. I says, you know what? You're almost my favorite. Right. <laughs> I said, <"Fuck> <laughs> she's like, Dad. No, I, I actually do another thing with my kids where I'm say, I'll even say, you know, right now, you're my number one daughter. <laughs> They'll look yeah. at me. And the other one will be in the room too. I'm like, just right now, she is. Because <laughs> I'm talking to her. That might not be it. <laughs> It might be someone else. That's funny. But with the okay, so with the sex thing, uh, the number three, on, the number three on the core, we do um, the dating is number one, evaluating is number two, and with the language we speak, number one, we just very much uh, go with the philosophy that there's three types of sex when you ask for it. Number one okay. being, and we do everything around food because I like food, so why not food, right? And it's That's a conversation. That's the code. That's the code. You can talk about anything, and it could be food, and nobody has a clue, right? Okay. So we talk about fast food, which is like normally your quickie, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, home cooked meal, which is your basic normal. Everyone should have you know enough. And then there is the gourmet, which is your experience, where it's like you know it's you're going out to a hotel together, you're getting away. Maybe there's music involved, candles. Mm-hmm. It's something with more mindset, and it's on purpose more so, right? Okay. Um, and so when you have that conversation, and you're able to say, and Shannon always uses the example. You know, well, getting ready for church, and it's ten minutes before church, and you know, we're you're a guy, I'm a guy. We're visual. Mm-hmm. You see your wife at a certain angle or in a certain light, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, how you doing, right? How you doing? How you doing, right? And and so she always laughs about, you know, I'll ten minutes before church go, hey, what do you think about? And she's like, I'm not gonna get my hair messed up, and I'm not gonna undress and all that stuff. So now we had to create a conversation, a dialogue that we could have with one another, and. That's an extreme example, but even when it comes to men and women at the end of the evening, let's say it's the end of the day and they're exhausted. Us guys, for whatever reason, as soon as we start going to bed, it's like, oh, wait, we're going to bed. We're going to be horizontal. Hey, maybe we can have some action. And um, a lot of times that's the wives are shut down. Their minds are not even in that place. They're ready to go to bed, literally fall asleep. And so Shannon and I made this so that we could have some sort of negotiation dialogue. To where if I approach her, and, and hopefully I've approached her earlier on in the day, and we've kind of warmed up to it, but if I even at that moment say, hey, what do you think? You know, it's been a day or two. What do you think? And she now has the power to say, well, 
I'm willing to have fast food right now, or you can wait until the morning when we have more time and we can do a home-cooked meal. Well, now I get to decide. I have choice. Mm-hmm. And I now can choose, no, I would really like to have some fast food right now, knowing I'm not going to get home-cooked meal the next morning. Mm-hmm. But I also can say, you know what? I would like some home-cooked tomorrow morning. Why don't we do that? Okay, I'll wait. I'm not going to bed disappointed. I'm actually anxious now to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I am not feeling uh, not fed. And the next morning, because we know there's a, com- and a lot of guys come up to me with this one. It's like, well, what if she just uses that as an excuse to push me off and she doesn't fulfill it the next morning? Well, that's a conversation we have had. And there's an agreement mm-hmm. that we know the negotiation, just like in business. When you negotiate something, you can't go back on it. Go, yeah. So therefore, we know unless there's extreme now, Sometimes you may need to renegotiate. Exactly. There's extreme circumstance where you got to renegotiate again because... Yeah, kid wakes up sick. Right. You, got, you know, all the different reasons. But oh, for all intents and purposes, man. for the common, most likely ability to have uh, intimate experience with your spouse, that's a negotiation. And now no one's disappointed. No one's feeling like she's not feeling like she's put me off and feeling, you know, oh, gosh, feeling guilty. guilty. About right. I'm not feeling disappointed. And now we both have some look forward to. And it can be an even better experience because of that. So the key there is finding some language. Exactly. Through which you can t- actually talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's not taboo. Nope. That's and like brilliant. I said, even in, in, like I said, my client with their kitchen and their mom, their mom and dad were in the exact kitchen with them walking around. They're both talking about, so what do you think about some fast food? And I, you know, I'm kind of tired. Um, you know, can we do that tomorrow? And, and they were just going back and forth. And they finally settled on something and the parents had no clue. Of course, they're thinking, why are they talking about food? You know, that <laughs> we just ate dinner or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And we have that conversation in front of our kids all the time. They have no clue. So we don't feel like we have to wait till the time is right to approach it or talk about it. I always suggest finding your own language, finding your own dialogue where you both, and we have the three categories, so we know what to expect, Mm -hmm. and there's a healthiness behind it, too. Mm -hmm. Just like you wouldn't want, you know, 50% fast food in your own life health-wise, because that would Mm -hmm. not be good, Mm -hmm. you also don't want 50% gourmet, because that's too rich sauces, and you don't respect it enough. So, therefore, we look at a healthy different uh, uh, of 25% fast food, and this is uh, what we've come up with as a normal. Let me just say this. All mm-hmm. marriages are different in the sense of especially where you are. So you're not necessarily recommending this as a prescription. No. And for us right now and where we are with our kids a little older and we can find more time, we work from home, all that type of things. So a normal average every day would be 25% fast food, 50% home-cooked meal, and 25% gourmet is a nice, healthy diet between a husband and wife. For you and Shannon. For Shannon and I. And so, therefore, it depends on where you are. You know, empty nesters might be a little bit more, a little less. Um, when you have little kids under three, we had three kids under three. I can guarantee you we were not having that, that percentage when we had three kids right. under three, right? Right. So, yeah. So, that, those three things, the core of the relationship for me, if you just worked on those three things on a consistent level, consistent basis, you could have the marriage you've always dreamed of and always wanted because you're always dating, evaluating, and having the intimate alone time together. So, mm-hmm. Those are three. And if you're doing those things, there's nothing you can't solve. Exactly. You have a place for everything, physical, mm-hmm. mental, and even spiritual, because mm-hmm. part of the, the mastermind is about being spiritual. But dating, to have mm-hmm. that alone time, why did you fall in love with your wife in the first time, mm-hmm. the place, or, or, or husband in the first place? Because you dated them. You got to know them. You wanted for their good. You had a vision of where this would be 20, 30, right. 40 years from now. Yeah. 
You know what? I found, and you've probably encountered this in some of the reading and things that you've done, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a man by the name of John Gottman. Love John. He's done some phenomenal work and yep. research mm-hmm. on relationships. I went to hear him speak. Yes. When he came to Salt Lake. So oh, yeah, just a few months ago, right? Oh, well, I didn't catch yeah. him a few months ago. Yeah, he was just here, like, I'd say this maybe was six like months a ago. a decade ago. Really? Anyway, wow. I went to see him when he was younger and I was too. <laughs> and he shared this research where he found that that roughly 70% of all of the problems in a relationship are what he called unresolvable. Yep, they'll never get resolved. Yeah. Now, this feels like a amazing? death sentence to some people, <laughs> and other people are just relieved when right. I share that with them. Yep. Because he also found that that number was true of the happy, well-adjusted, stable couples, as well as the miserable, headed for divorce, highly conflicted couples. Yep. There was no difference in the number of unresolvable problems. Right. Just last week, you know, I had this couple sitting right there where you are on that couch, and they had let a problem become more important than their relationship. Right. Happens all the time, right? Happens all the time. We get distracted by the problems, and we think it's all about the problem. Yep. So your house is going into foreclosure. Yep. That's a problem, people. It doesn't have anything to do with your relationship. Yep. But you can let it destroy your relationship. And, and you know, you use the word problem, and I use that a lot as an example of people create problems mm-hmm. instead of looking at them as challenges. Yeah. And it is a play on words, but in my mind, when I have a problem in my life, it's almost not, I, I can't overcome it. It's, mm-hmm. it it's, it's one of the things where my mind just gets blocked. It's a it, problem. Yeah. But a challenge is almost like a game. It's like, ooh, how can I win this challenge? How can I overcome that? When my mother-in-law is a problem, she's just stuck there as a problem in my life. But if she's a challenge, huh, how can I win over? So go back to your business model for a minute. Why Mm -hmm. do businesses exist? Businesses exist to... That's a great question. Why do businesses exist? Why, thank you. Huh? Oh, why, thank (laughs) you? You said it was a great question. It is a great question. Businesses exist, in my mind, to actually help everything move forward. Right. And look at what they do. They go out there and create value for create people. Create value, yep. I had on my show Phil Myers. Okay. okay. He wrote a book called Tuned In. It's mm-hmm. a great business book. And go back in the archives, you guys, and listen to that if you'd like to. It's called Tuned In. Mm-hmm. But Phil pointed out, the first thing that you want to do is identify the unresolved problems. Yes. Businesses are built around providing solutions and answers to the things that are unresolved. Well, this is good news in a marriage. What if you come up on something that's unresolved? It's okay. That's the purpose for your business. Right. (laughs) Well, what I love about that idea, too, is businesses that are successful, Mm -hmm. they resolve problems that they can resolve. Nike doesn't worry about resolving Toyota's problems. They just don't. They're two perfectly successful, wonderful businesses but they don't try to commingle each other's problems and be like, well, you know, we're really good at helping people run faster and or at least feel more athletic. Right. So let us help you with your cars. They don't do that. Or with the next best hair conditioner. Right, exactly. Right. Whatever it might be, yeah. they know where their strengths and weaknesses are. Along those lines, Dino, can I just suggest for all of you who are listening today, and it, let's say you're in a marriage, in a relationship, and you're encountering certain problems. Those are yours. Yeah. And your, your business, your marriage is perfectly designed to handle whatever problems you're facing right now. Yep. Yep. 
if you'll do it in a way that's productive and if you do more of what works and less of what doesn't. Yep. So just as a really quick review, we've got the three things. Dating. Dating. Okay. Evaluating. Evaluating. Talking. Yep. And sex. And sex. And I call it the core. Communicating about Because it. if you ever work out, if you have a personal trainer or anything like that, any type of exercise you, you do, do core. you have to do their core. Sure. If you don't work on your core, it's not going to affect as well the other parts of your body. And mm-hmm. if you work on other parts of your body, you'll get better and faster results if you work on the core. So... Uh, we've got just a few seconds left, you know, the biz, let's see, no, bizofmarriage.com. The bizofmarriage.com. Oh, mine just says bizofmarriage. Does it? And it's there. Oh, well, I think I own them both. I own them both. Probably probably they'll both redirect. Yeah, yeah. You've got products, you've got events, you've got all kinds of stuff on that website. Is that the best place to send people? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just go to thebizofmarriage.com. We're updating all the time. We just had an event last weekend. I have a women's only business happening next month where we're helping women grow their business without growing apart, which is Mm. a huge issue. But yeah, products, uh, we have our radio show. Yeah, all that stuff that you were on. Yeah. And occasionally, Dr. Paul shows up. That's right. And we're doing it again. We're doing a part two because we really enjoyed the last one. (laughs) Awesome. Dino, thank you so much for being here Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Everybody go out there and live on purpose.